thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. Can you guys hear that? You know, All right, there we go. Get really hard. Hello, people. When you decide to, to walk with the Lord. Now, many people get really angry at me. Why? Because I just have a piece of the inch of faith. Yeah. This is Aviad Cohen, by the way. I was a Jew boy, and now I came to Christ. Many people thought that I'm a fool. They thought I betrayed them. Oh, how uncool. Whoa, they're wrong. I'm just a man after God's own heart. I know, it's super boring to watch in the beginning, huh? Hello, Sean. Hello, Pastor Garrett. Hello, Melanie. Now look at Bareface. today because it's five minutes we got a lot to cover and what's really sad is we found out Aviad died I don't even know what happened to him it's so sad but anyway he's with the Lord now because he was hooked on the truth yeah he was anyway okay I'm gonna hit stop and and then that's it so I should say hi to people hello people hello re re replayers there's a couple of you that tune in for the replay uh hello people on the podcast who listen in hello people over on youtube i see four people are watching over there wow our numbers are increasing yeah they are (laughs) ah now there's five wow all right good hey glad you're here hugs for everybody Okay, and also, wait, what else was I going to say? Hey, Jennifer, Dr. Jennifer Fee. Uh, I spent a lot of time with Jennifer Fee today. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, should I tell him our new name for our thing? What do you think? Anyway, okay, so what we're going to do today is we are going to look at the news of the day. And hey, by the way, if you have not gone over to Bible News Radio on YouTube, go over there, subscribe. I need a thousand subscribers. All right. At least 1,001 would be good. 
at a minimum. What are you looking for? Did you turn up the phone's volume again? Nope. You didn't, huh? Nope. Okay. I'm just talking louder. Probably irritating you that way, huh? Right. Yeah. Well, it just distorts if it's... Doesn't. Yeah, if, if the All output... right, put a two if it's too loud for you and you want me to turn it down. I, I'm sure it's all right. It's okay. just that if the... All right, this I don't like doing this. It, it totally disrupts my train of thought, you know? This is stuff that you shouldn't be doing on air. Stop it. Well, I was I was being quiet. I was just... No, you kidding. weren't. You were being distracting. <laughs> He's totally being distracting. You had to say something. I well, didn't... it's because you're being distracting. And look, he sits across the table from me. And like when he's doing this and, you know, and making that. noise, instead totally distracts me. I'm just looking at <sighs> Can't look in peace anymore. And people think that being married and working together is a piece of cake. Who yeah, they thinks do. that? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, how can I not love Bareface? He's my bestie. Can you do something about these two? Yeah, Melanie's... A yeah, Melanie's asking Jennifer if she could do something about us. No, she can't, just so you know. <laughs> anyway, okay, so uh, so I was welcoming everybody, blah, blah, etc. blah, 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 blah. Okay, so that's out of the way. All right, let's get to the title of the show. Now, what we did, just so you know, is we put different titles on our different platforms because we're on Twitch in order to reach the young people, because old people aren't there. We're on Periscope, and we're on YouTube, where most people actually, you know, watch. Okay, so on YouTube, the, the, the headline is Chilling Night When 20,000 Americans Celebrated the Rise of Nazism. On Periscope, our title is, wait, hold on. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. Amazon opposes traditional families. Yeah, they do. Jeff Bezos is being a butthead. And on Twitch, what's our title on Twitch? I don't know yet. I have to look it up. So I'm going to see who, how many viewers we have on each, each platform. Twitch is Jesus was a Palestinian, question mark? Okay. So nobody actually cares on Twitch. <laughs> That's funny. All right. And, and it's competitive on YouTube versus that. So who wants to know more about Amazon or the Chilling Night you know, when 20,000 Americans celebrated the rise of Nazism, right? Whatever. I think the Amazon headline is the best one myself. So let's start with that one. <sighs> All right. So this is on Fox News, and the title is Amazon Opposes Anti-LGBT Tennessee Legislation Amid Activist Pressure. Now, yesterday I shared with you guys uh, one of the headline... Um, articles from the Human Rights Campaign. And the Human Rights Campaign uh, is upset because there's a lot of traditional people, traditional values people in Tennessee. Duh, hello. Anyway, we're the buckle of the Bible Belt. Doesn't mean that we're really Christian. It just means that we are the Bible Belt. And, and nominal Christianity is very popular in this state, right? I mean, it's the truth. It's the Bible Belt. Do you know how many holes belts have? Anyway, so the human rights campaign is upset. Basically, they're threatening Tennessee by saying, you know what, if you don't, you know, not, if you pass all these bills, then we're not going to bring our business to Tennessee, which is going to go ahead and, and upset your economy and you're not going to get rich like 
you know, Los Angeles and New York and San Francisco. Okay. I mean, that's fact right there. So it's, it's, so the, so Fox news today has this article by Christopher Carbone titled Amazon opposes anti-LGBT Tennessee legislation amid activist pressure. And it says this, Amazon has signed a letter opposing a raft of anti-LGBT legislation in Tennessee as the tech giant plans to expand its presence in the business-friendly state. Legislation that explicitly or implicitly allows discrimination against LGBT people and their families creates unnecessary liability for talent, recruitment, and retention, tourism, and corporate investment to the state. The open letter to Tennessee legislature states. That's true, I read it. The Jeff Bezos-led behemoth joined Salesforce, Dell Technologies, Postmates, Warner Music Group, Nashville Ballet, Nashville Cares, and more than a dozen other companies in urging legislative leaders to reject several bills currently making their way through the Tennessee legislature. First of all, do you know how long it actually takes a bill to get to become a law? Did you watch Schoolhouse Rock when you were a kid? <laughs> when a bill comes, you thought about it, didn't you, Bearface? I could just see it right there. Anyway, um, it takes. Of course, I did. It takes years. I'm just a bill. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. It depends if it's if it's the Affordable Care Act. You know, they hurry up and passed it to find out what was in it. Yeah. But it's you know, like it a surprise. It depends it's on the like bill. It's like opening a Cracker Jack's box but, just but so you can get the prize you know, out there's of it. this committee and it has to be <laughs> voted, you know, on the committee to go to the floor, vote on the floor, and then, yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so then it says here, a spokesperson for Amazon confirmed the company did sign the letter. And that says, Tennessee lawmakers are currently debating or considering bills that would ban same-sex couples from adopting and getting married and restrict transgender people's access to public bathrooms, according to the Tennessean. The letter, which was posted by a bipartisan advocacy group called Freedom for All Americans, continues, We've seen time and time again that discriminatory policies that negatively impact LGBT people and their families have drastic economic consequences, and such policies would surely put Tennessee at an economic disadvantage. I don't think so. Hasn't so far. Hasn't so far. Earlier this month, a group of activists sent a letter to members of Glamazon's, the retail giant's LGBT employee resource group, asking them to pressure the company regarding Tennessee's anti-LGBT legislation. And then if you're looking at the article, it actually shows a we are proud, light blue, white, and pink flag. It says we are proud. And under there, the caption says, participants celebrate with Amazon original series Transparent Float at the L.A. Pride Parade on June 14, 2015 in West Hollywood, California. You know, it's interesting because the, the Amazon show Transparent was actually a huge flop, even according to Amazon. Uh, they lost money on it. Uh, anyway, thank you to Amazon, especially the Glamazons, for standing up for LGBTQ Tennesseans today by opposing this hateful and discriminatory legislation. Said no gay, no way, campaign manager Connor Gone in a statement provided to Fox News. It sends an important message to legislatures here in Tennessee and across the country that Amazon, alongside America's best corporations, are taking notice of laws and policies in the states where they do business. There will be consequences when states threaten LGBTQ rights. No doubt. So I actually um, 
well, I'll just keep reading the article. It says sponsors of the bills claim they are trying to protect, quote, religious freedom, unquote. Last March, the activist campaign called on Amazon to only consider LGBT-friendly states for its planned second headquarters. Amazon ultimately picked Virginia's Crystal City and New York, although it eventually pulled out of the latter after pressure from local advocates and politicians. This isn't the first time that corporate America has played a role in opposing anti-LGBT legislation. A host of companies and organizations, including PayPal, the NCAA, Adidas, and CoStar, canceled plans to build, expand offices, or host events in North Carolina, representing $3.7 billion in lost investment over 12 years, according to an Associated Press analysis. During the debate over the state's 2016 bathroom bill, the bill has since been partly repealed. The open letter states, as we recruit new talent and seek to retain our world-class workforce, we often face questions about whether our state is a welcoming and inclusive place to live for the LGBT community. It is both a business imperative and a part of our corporate values that our employees and their families and potential employees feel welcomed and included in the prosperity of our state. So here we see once again the bullying of the LGBT lobby because that's exactly what it is. Um, personally, this is just my opinion. You can disagree with me if you want, but I personally think businesses need to keep their their nose out of people's sexual choices, desires, and whoever they are. I don't want Amazon button into my heterosexual marriage any more than I want Amazon button into somebody else's homosexual marriage or relationships. I don't think it's Amazon's business. Commerce has nothing to do with our gender identity or our sexuality. It has everything to do with selling a product and a service. And if, and, and this is what I don't get. They are will, Amazon and others are willing to alienate 97% of the population over a 3% minority. That's what I don't get. And, and I, I just, I don't know. Anyway, Randall, you, you have thoughts? Well, it's interesting. You know, I can see, you know, they say we often face questions about whether our state is welcoming an inclusive place. It should be an, and an inclusive place, anyway, to live for the LGBT community. Right. I can see where if you're looking to get a new job, you're curious about Wi-Fi, you know, you know. Or the availability of, you know, internet service providers. I mean, that's something that's, uh, you know, important in today's economy. Uh, you're concerned about commute time. That's been a thing, you know, probably since the 50s. But Randall moved my camera. I'm used to looking over that way. And now I'm looking over this way. It's weird. Why'd you move my camera? Because you moved from where it was. Okay, well, I need to move again then because it's driving me nuts. Okay, there. How's that? Not quite, but... Well, whatever. Um, I'm trying to get in the box. Yeah. Okay, there I am. (sighs) I look taller, don't I? I'm really short. Now, you know, I can see, you know, there, there are questions that are important to... Workers, as far as, you know, insurance, especially health insurance, is costs are rising again with uh, connectivity and things like that, that, you know, times have changed. And But we're talking about something that has nothing to do with technology. Human beings are still human beings, as far as, you know, they haven't evolved in any way. 
And now they're often faced with questions about whether our city is welcome and inclusive place to live for the LGBT community. Uh, I don't think that was a concern probably 20 years ago. Certainly not 30 years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. what's different now? Is there more? Are there more? Is the LGBT community larger? Perhaps. You know, through... I don't think so. You know, maybe those under 20. It's those who identify as unidentified. Or as gender confused is probably larger than it once was. But, yeah, I... I I can't imagine how often they're faced with questions about whether the, you know, to where now, whether or not we build something or do something or, you know, we, we've got to know that does it accommodate. Yeah. Well, even though Amazon is kind of being a bully like usual, cause they are, Amazon is a bully and I, and, and I know people that work at Amazon. I, I actually am an Amazon prime member. Um, but they kind of have the they kind of have the the bad rap that Walmart does because they undercut prices everywhere and they have put a lot of businesses out of business because of that. I mean, in in, ess- in essence, they've they have been brilliant <laughs> in doing business. I mean, so you can't get upset because they you know they're run by you know smart business people. But you know, it's your choice if you're gonna. If you're going to shop with them or not, I'm going to keep shopping with them, even though um, I don't always agree with their politics, you know, so that's, there you go. That's the update on that story. Okay. Now let's talk about the chilling night when 20,000 people, Americans, Americans celebrated the rise of Nazism. Do you guys know that this actually happened in America? Are you aware of this? This is actually American history that is not being taught uh, right now at all in America. In fact, the rise of Nazism and anti-Semitism is actually on the rise today. And anti-Semitism across the world has increased, you know, pretty drastically over the last decade or so, for sure. And it's sad because, well, just because it is, it's just sad. So, so listen to this. Okay, this is on IsraelUnwired.com. It says, Nazism was a phrase that came about in the 1930s when the National Socialist German Workers' Party was on the horizon. Today, it's associated with Hitler and the terrible things he did with the lead-up to and during World War II. Um, let's see here. American Freedom of Speech. America was founded in 1776 with the Declaration of Independence. This person spelled that wrong. (laughs) This was after the war with Great Britain, thus started the American Revolution. Freedom of speech and expression is protected by the Constitution of the United States. The Bill of Rights limits the power of the federal government. The citizens of the United States have the right to speak their mind and voice their opinion. Knowing this, many citizens feel they can protest against the government and the press can print freely. That's true. That's why we have the wars that we have. (laughs) That's what makes America great again. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about like the great and cheese part. I'm talking about the actual, (laughs) that's what makes America great, period. Whether you have an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican in office, America is truly great because we have the freedom to vote. And what's really pathetic is how few people actually 
practice their freedom to vote. That irritates the daylights out of me. Spring Hill just had an election for our alderman, which is also known as a congressman. My neighbor. Council. What? Yeah. Not congressman. Oh, yeah. My, my neighbor ran for a seat on the city council, basically. And she won by 95 votes because only about 1,500 people in the whole stinking city voted. Okay? That's sad. I mean, that's actually pathetic. Now, you, you take that and you, you multiply that, those numbers across America. You know, this is why we have Donald Trump as our president, people, just so you know. Because so, <laughs> I'd say the same thing if it was Hillary, just so you know. Anyway, okay. Anyway, this article goes on to say Nazism. Hitler was a soldier for Germany in the First World War. He was very angry <clears throat> about the aftermath of the war and how, German, how Germany was treated. He slowly made his way to, into politics and joined the Nazi Socialist German Workers' Party. In 1933, he was elected as leader and won. He was now prime minister of Germany. Hitler, now in power, wanted to get payback for how Germany was treated after World War I. He spoke out against the Jews and how he wanted to cleanse Germany. He wanted to regain territory that the Germans lost during World War I. Hitler said that Germany's problem was the Jews. Madison Garden, 1939. <clears throat> Madison, Madison Square Garden, located in New York City, was a place where they held a rally for allegiance with the Nazi Party in February of 1939. The man speaking says, even in America, cleanse the people. Be rid of the Jews who control the media and the business world. There needs to be one race in the U.S. These statements sounded exactly like Hitler was saying in Europe. A country that has so much freedom of speech can have repercussions. There can be so much speech of hate that goes on right under the nose of the government, but these protesters know that they are protected by the Bill of Rights, the Constitution of the United States. So there's actually a video on this page. It's about seven minutes. It's called A Night at the Garden. Um, and Stephen Berg, who... who tweeted about this on his uh, Facebook page. He wrote in part, he said, this is one of the scariest clips I have ever seen. It's a rally held in 1939 in support of the Nazi party. 20,000 people attended. Where was it held? Madison Square Garden. Everyone is telling us Jews, we are being paranoid about the resurgence of anti-Semitism in America. That Congresswoman Omar just misspoke and did not mean to question our loyalty to America. Yet she kept repeating the refrain in different venues. And um, it goes on to say other stuff, but I can't see it all because like, I can't read it. But the point is, there is. And our next story actually has to do with Jesus being called a Palestinian. And, uh, I, I mean, I kind of would like to show you this seven minute thing, but uh, do you think we have time to do that? Um, totally up to you. I think we do. All right. This is seven minutes. You guys want to see this seven minute clip of this, this, it's called a night at the garden. Um, <clears throat> it's a, sh it's seven minutes. Put a, put a one if you want to see it. Cause if you do, we'll go ahead and cue it up for you. And, and then we'll get into the, the Jesus was a Palestinian thing. Of course, there's a couple of minutes. Okay. All right. Looks like they want to see a bear face. Okay, good. So, so we'll go ahead and play that then. It'll just take a minute while Randall's getting it queued up. Um, and I actually haven't seen this yet, by the way, myself. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully there's no bad words in it. That would be horrible. 
Okay. All right. You got it ready? Yes. Okay. So here it is. This was a uh, Sundance. I guess it was a, a, a Cam- Academy Award nominee best documentary and short subjects. So here we go. Now I can listen to it. subjects so here we go now I can listen So there's a lot of footage here for you podcast listeners. You can't, there's no language yet, obviously. It's showing a lot of black and white footage. U.S. and Nazi flag side by side. Going up the aisle. Yep, them using the, that the hail sign. Black and white, but I'm guessing these are brown shirt. So is this whole short just like... I do not know. (laughs) I don't either. Okay, here's some sound. Okay. Undivided allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and the Republic for which it stands, one nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Oh, they took God out of there. No, that was inserted in the 50s. Oh, it was. Gotcha. You're right. This was 39, right? Yeah. I can make this louder. This was 
Second, Central Controlled Labor Union, free from Jewish Moscow directed domination. And now there's like a stampede because I guess somebody tried to attack the guy talking. They're tackling him. Unfortunately, the police come in and move the Nazis away. It's like New York City police that come in and take the guy away. Probably for his own protection, really. Americans gathered in Madison Square Garden in February 20, 1939, same time in Europe Hitler was finishing construction on his sixth concentration camp. Seven months later, the Nazi army invaded Poland, triggering the bloodiest war in history. Directed, produced, and edited by Marshall Curry. Archival research for Rich Remsburg. I guess that's it. Apparently. Good producers, Laura <clears throat> Poitras, Charlotte Cook, music, James Baxter. About another 30 seconds left, so. Yeah, I can stop it. Well, there you go, people. Welcome to Bible News Radio. <laughs> well, that was chilling. I gotta take this out, out of my head. I don't wanna hear myself in my head, just so you know. I can already hear myself in my head. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, that, to me, that is chilling. You know, my hair, it's fluffy. Anyway, um, what did you think of that, Randall? You were the first one. What did you guys think? Did you think it was chilling, like the other guy said? Like the guy the article wrote about? Yeah, it, definitely chilling when you look at the, the way they mixed in, you know, the national anthem and Pledge of Allegiance and talking about how you know this you know as if it were if they were espousing american ideals and you know certainly um you know the i think the motto of the usc pluribus unum had been had been uh, established at that time 
or not really a motto, but, you know, that was print on the money, you know, out of many, one. Uh, you can say that's really the Illuminati to bring about the land of Christ, but, but you know, the ideals of America, you know, with the Statue of Liberty, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, you know, the idea of um, not segregation, but, you know, um, assimilation, not in the Borg sort of way, but in the you know, a central identity, but recognizing diversity at the same time, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, and, and as was stated in the previous article about, you know, the constitution is about limiting the powers of government. And, and it seems like this was, uh, you know, just, uh, when you think about capitalism and a republic, you know, and then how just what they were espousing well uh, they you were know, a socialist you know seems even then it would have seemed antithetical to the american way and i suppose that granted this was 20,000 people that attended this that were nazi sympathizers and not the vast population um, I don't know because you know Desi Arnaz and Lucille Ball and all the in Hollywood all yeah. during that time, and I don't know if they were actively involved, but we know that um, like Lucille Ball was a communist, yeah, a card carrying, yeah, member and of the Communist Party. Yeah. So we we do know that that type of propaganda was actually happening through Hollywood behind the scenes and stuff. So clearly somebody was there to videotape Into it. Into the fifties, well, yeah. not video but film it. Whatever. Yeah. You know exactly what I meant by it. I'm sorry. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Do you know that was 80 years ago? So think about it. That yeah. footage was from 80 years ago. Can you imagine yeah. 80 years from now? Yeah. You know, we're we're going to actually all be dead. <laughs> Just so you all know, people, you're all going to be dead 80 years from now, most of you. Very few of you will be alive, if any of you. You know, um... <laughs> You know, it's it's been debated whether or not Patrick Henry actually penned it, but there is a a whatever. There's a something, a statement attributed to Patrick Henry, who said it cannot be emphasized. Um, I'm not going to get it verbatim, but it cannot be emphasized too much or too often that America was not founded by religionists but by Christians. Yeah. And for this very reason, people of other faiths have found asylum and freedom to worship here. Hmm. And and that I think embodies the the American ideals. And if you and if you read, you know, the works of Alexander Tocqueville and um you know, he came over to study America, you know, back yeah. when in the nineteenth century. Anyway, de Tocqueville anyway. Uh, you know, you get the picture with the American ideals, and it seems like even in 1939, the people present there at that assembly would recognize that the that the espousing of Nazism was antithetical to, you know, the American ideal. And when you get a guy up there with a heavy German accent, that's yeah. American. Not not that a not America doesn't have German in, immigrants, but. It kind of smells of conflict of interest when he's. You think? I mean, by... my my stepdad John, mm. that my mom married, her third husband, served under Hitler. 
and he came, he fled to America. I mean, this is the man I lived with for four years when I was in high school because my mom married him when I was a freshman, and I moved out right after high school, but... but and, yeah, and certainly annihilation of the Jews is, is anti-biblical. I just wanted to get that in. Go yeah, ahead. well, John was not a believer. Right. You know, but his, interestingly, his his children, who are adults, when, I mean, they're way older than me, because he was pretty... He was way older than my mom. But, you know, I remember John sitting in front of the TV watching war movies and drinking his beer. And he he actually died of pancreatic cancer, um, I think, also in due to probably issues with his liver as well because he was, he was pretty much an alcoholic. I mean, he would come home and drink beer and, um, you know do stuff but i mean he didn't he he was not a man at peace let me put it that way well let's take a break because you know i want to talk about this was jesus a a palestinian article i want to show you a a recent a couple of recent um screenshots from jack hibbs who is the pastor of calvary chapel chino hills uh because jack jack's a little spitfire just so you know but anyway um but but because randall is jewish and i am jewish (laughs) Yeah, we are. <laughs> you squint and pretend a lot. <laughs> hey, you don't have to pretend. I got a DNA test to prove I have Jewish blood, people. Yeah, I do. And I'm going to claim it, even if I am persecuted for it, which kind of feels like I am. You know, it's just, just so you know. Uh, but anyway, Ariel Ministries is a Messianic Jewish ministry that was founded by Messianic Jewish believer, Dr. Arnold G. Fruchtenbaum, a long time ago. And every year they have Camp Shoshana, which is which is in upstate New York. It's up in the Adirondack Mountains of beautiful, Pen- uh, not Pennsylvania, <clears throat> New York State. And uh, anyway, you can go up there. You can you can learn about their program of Messianic Jewish studies. You can learn the Bible from the Hebrew perspective in which it was written. And they have special Labor Day weekend classes, and the program of Jew- Messianic Jewish Studies goes from July 7th through August 30th. And you can learn more, and you can register at campshoshana.com. Uh, C-A-M-P-S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A-H. I'll say it one more time. Camp Shoshana. Camp C-A-M-P-S-H-O-S-H-A-N-A-H.com. You can go there. But also, here's the thing. Check out the prices. And Ariel Ministries actually does offer, um, what do you call, scholarships. So if you are somebody who's super interested in going to it, but you find that it might be too much money for you or something, then contact Ariel and, you know, through that website and find out about how to apply for a scholarship because they actually offer those uh, for people who are really serious about who want to go because they want everybody to be able to, you know, learn the Bible the way it should be learned, in our opinion. Also, don't forget, you can save 20% when you use our coupon code BIBLENEWS when you go to ariel.org, okay? You guys do that. And and our brand new book that we should be getting soon, I hope, is Arnold's book called The, the Feasts and Fasts of Israel. Um, and... Um, that is one of the hardest titles for me to say. I don't know why that is. I can usually say words like fast and feast, but it's the pluralization of them in this title. It makes it difficult for me. The Feast and Fasts of Israel. Uh, 
they are historical and prophetic significance. That's the title of the book. It's almost 500 pages hardback. Uh, you want to learn a lot about your faith? Go ahead and check out this book and save 20% when you do it. All right. There's also some other stuff on our website, BibleNewsRadio.com. If you go there, you can also become a pillar of the community by just committing to donate once a month to us. Those of you who already do, thank you for, for that. I appreciate it a lot. Um, and you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. Yeah, you can. Oh, man. I tell you guys, I have a killer headache. I've had a headache all day long. My eyes are bugging me. Do I look tired? Because I feel, it's just like, ugh. Allergy season is like upon us. I'm just saying, people. Oh, which reminds me, if you're an essential oil user, I am too. Sparknaturals.com is where I get my essential oil. And I actually have a coupon code. It's back because Spark Naturals gave us back our coupon codes. <laughs> So if you battle allergies like I do, LLP, lemon, lavender, and peppermint, they or you can get, you know, LLP, which is an actual essential oil that you can use for allergies at sparknaturals.com. But you can use our coupon code John316 and you can save 10% on your purchase. And that coupon actually works on sales as well. So you can go like if they're having a sale and you you get something there, you can still apply the code, you'll get you'll get 10% more off, which is super cool. Super, super duper cool. So, yeah, sparknaturals.com and John 316 because it will save you money. Don't you think that was pretty clever of me to do? Okay, anyway. All right, so there's the article over on pnw.com, prophecynewswatch.com. It's titled Jesus Was a Palestinian Islam's Plot to Rewrite World History. And yeah, it is a plot, actually. So, I mean, it's true. They're, they're, that's what they're trying to do. Uh, Repre Representative Ilhan Omar, who's a Democrat in Minnesota, history of egregious anti-Semitic remarks and dismissal of the Islamic Islamist 9-11 attacks as, quote, something people who did something, quote, pale in comparison to her most recent comment, which in a subtle but horrific manner threatens all of Ju Judeo-Christian Western society. Omar retweeted a New York Times op-ed by Eric V. Kopage, or Kopage, which claimed that Jesus, born in Bethlehem, was most likely a Palestinian man with dark skin. As I grew older, I learned that the fair-skinned, blue-eyed depiction of Jesus has four centuries adorned stained glass windows and altars and churches throughout the United States and Europe, Kopage, who is black, wrote. But Jesus, born in Bethlehem, was most likely a Palestinian man with dark skin. Although the article was about the histori historical accuracy of Jesus' depicted ethnicity, particularly in relation to church art, white versus person of color, this one reference to Jesus' national allegiance became the focus of a media debate. At face value, the claim that Jesus was a Palestinian is an anachronistic is an anachronistic. Yep. Did I do it? Did I nail that word? Anachronistic. Yeah. Anachronistic? Okay. Right. Um, Palestinian as a national identity has never existed, and Jesus was, by all accounts, a Judean who worshipped the God of Israel. The claim that Jesus was a person of color is not necessarily accurate. According to Christian tr tradition, Jesus was descended from the house of David, who was the offspring of Ruth, the Moabite. 
Moabites, as the descendants of the crimson Esau, were reportedly red-haired and light-skinned. Just so you know. Not all indigenous Middle Easterners or even all Palestinians are universally olive-skinned. Ahed Tamemi, who was incarcerated for hitting an IDF soldier, was dubbed Shirley Temper for her resemblance to the child actress Shirley Temple, who had long blonde curls. In any case, the author's contention that Jesus was a Palestinian seems absurdly anachronistic when taken at face value. This out-of-time aspect was succinctly explained by the Daily Wire. The name Palestine for the area that was home of the Jewish people only came into existence after the Romans exiled the bulk of the Jewish people from Judea in the 2nd century AD, long after the period in which Jesus lived. Eager to erase the Jewish identity to the land, the Roman emperor had had Hadrian. Hadrian, good thing Randall exists, <laughs> did something that had heretofore been unheard of for the Romans, who never changed the name of provinces. He named the area Palestinia after the Jews' ancient enemies, the Philistines. The Philistines had been defeated by King David in his memorable defeat of Goliath, who was a big giant. He was a giant, people. Yeah, he was. They were again defeated by David's descendant, King Hezekiah. They eventually were completely defeated by the Syrians and had ceased to exist long before the Jews fought with Rome. Neither can it be claimed that Jesus was ethnically Palestinian, as was pointed out in a tweet by Noah Pollock, a writer specializing in issues concerning foreign policy, Israel, and Jewish people. Noah Pollock wrote, crazy New York Times piece, the Palestinians are indigenous to Israel. Lie is more commonly believed than I thought. History lesson for New York Times editors, Palestinians are Arabs. Arabs didn't conquer the area until about 700 years after Jesus was crucified. Jesus was not an Arab, just so you know. Uh, It seems even more absurd that Ilhan Omar, who is neither a Palestinian nor a Christian, should espouse this theory. It could be that Jesus' Palestinian identity has been incorporated into the Democratic Party platform. Reverend William Barber II stated as much in his address to the 2016 Democratic National Convention that was described by the media as rousing and well-received. Reverend Barber referred to Jesus as a brown-skinned Palestinian Jew. If that's the case, then the DNC and Rep. Omar have adopted the credo of Yasser Arafat's advisor, Hanan Ashrawi, a Christian who said in an interview to the Washington Jewish Week on February 22, 2001, that Jesus was a Palestinian. This became the official PLO platform, as evidenced by their frequent reference to Jesus as the first Palestinian martyr, and whose annual Christmas statement reads, Every Christmas, Palestinian Palestine celebrates the birth of one of its own, Jesus. Dr. Mordecai Kedar, a senior lecturer at, in the Department of Arabic at Bar Elan University, unpacked Omar's motives, explaining that they had even greater implications than a simple disagreement over Jesus' identity. Omar is stating that Jesus was Palestinian because he was born in Palestine. Dr. Kadar told Breaking Israel News she believes this to be true for anyone and at any point in history since Palestine has existed since the creation of the world. Therefore, any person who has ever lived here, including all the people described in the Bible and the New Testament, were Palestinians. So, you know, that's a load of BS, right? You, know, you do know what I just read is <laughs> not, not true, right? 
Uh, anyway, I'm not going to read the rest of this because it's, it's getting long. But I think you got the point, right? And so here's the thing. Jack Hibbs actually is on Instagram. And I love Jack because he's, he's a man after God's own heart. He, to me, he's like a modern David. Uh, he cares about Israel. He is a man who knows God's word. And um, he, he, he acknowledged this ridiculousness um, in two things. So I want you to first share the, that one. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so here's Jack Hibbs. I took a screenshot of it because it's the easiest way to show it to you. If you want to follow Jack Hibbs on Instagram, it's Jack Hibbs, and that's two Bs, uh, 77. And the headline reads, Omar, New York Times, and NYT blasted for pushing claim Jesus was Palestinian, not Jewish. Jack wrote, how dare the New York Times, every college student knows that Jesus was Palestinian and Israel is the occupier of the promised land. That's the quote from New York Times. And then Jack writes, seriously, did you know that there never was a Palestine until 1930, until 135 AD? There's no such land or people by the name under until the emperor of Rome, Hadrian, declared it from Rome as an insult to the Jewish people, to the land of Israel, and to their capital city, Jerusalem. History is fascinating if you take the time to read it for yourself. So praise God for Jack Hibbs. And then the other one, the other screenshot I want to show you from Jack. Um, and this, this happened, again, this goes back to the issue of Israel, Right. Israel right now is the size approximately of New Jersey. It's a very, very, very little teeny weeny country and it's surrounded by Arab nations, okay? The very fact that it's right there in the middle of all these Arab nations, many of these Arab nations want, want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, right? That's, I mean, that's what they say. That's why we were attacked on 9-11, supposedly. Who knows? We don't know for sure, right? But anyway, so Jack posted this, this map here and... And um, he wrote underneath, when you hear or talk about the promised land, you need to keep in mind that it is far more grand than most people think. Read Genesis 15. The gold area is Israel's future kingdom under the rule and reign of Messiah Jesus. Now, all you have to do is look at this map here and you can see that Israel is not that big right now. <laughs> just so you know Israel is a little teeny weeny spot I think Randall is trying to show you where it is by the cursor that's moving there that's how big Israel is where Randall is right there like about the size of New Jersey that according to Genesis 15 is where the boundaries of Israel shall be okay it, it technically all the surrounding area around Israel is really Israel right so um, so you know we have this you know, and I, I heard Janet Parshall say it so many times, I kind of memorized it. She would always say that the land for peace, um, you know, thing going on with the Arabs and in, in, in the Middle East is it's, it's like, yes, Israel keeps giving away part of her land for peace. It's not, it's not, you know, nobody else has given up anything, right? It's just the bullies in the Middle East going after Israel because that's God's chosen people, right? It's his land, don't you be messing with God, you know, and, and that's why I personally, personally find it fascinating. And I could really talk about this all day, really. Um, I find it super fascinating that, um, that Israel is around and anybody can deny God exists because if you know the history of modern Israel since 1948, 
it's hard to believe that God doesn't exist because the only reason Israel is around is because God exists, people. I mean, seriously. And the fact that the Messiah is going to return, he's going to show back up there, you know, um, and come for his people. And the fact that it's just the Jews that are really persecuted all over the world, it's really, you know, I mean, yes, there's racism, etc., etc., etc. But there were never concentration camps for, you know, other other people per se. It was just the Jews. And right now, and my friend Denise, who I I really should have on the show to talk about this because she knows more about it than me. But, you know, there's vaccination uh, targeting right now in New York, specifically the Jewish people. They're being threatened that if they don't take these vaccines, that they're going to be fined and they're going to be put in jail. And Denise sent me like a whole email, like 10 links or something with YouTube videos and all this stuff documenting what the heck they're trying to do. It's just another way of trying that that they're going to try to wipe out the Jews. And you know what? It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Just so you know, it won't work. You know, not going to work. Not going to work. You know, the Jews have blessed America, just as an example. My friend, Dr. Jerry Newcomb, who I've had on the show quite a few times, you know, he and Dr. D. James Kennedy wrote a book, um, and in part, in one of the books that they wrote, they talked about the contributions of Jews to the world, right? You know, and yet this little minority is constantly harassed and attacked and killed and vilified, and, and yet God has totally blessed the world through the Jewish people. So it's kind of, kind of interesting that there's I think in some ways a parallel between the Jewish people being killed and slaughtered and led to the darkness, just like babies today in the womb are, you know, I mean, if you're a baby and you get born in today's day and age, in my opinion, that's a miracle. <laughs> Seriously, because babies today that are pre-born or, or living in their mom's womb, that's a threat big time, unless that woman is a godly woman. And is going to plan on having that baby. Otherwise, if it if that's a baby of a secular woman, that baby has a 50-50 chance of making it alive into the world. And then even then, after that, they can still be murdered legally. Which, you know, that should send chill, chills down us when we really think about it. And here's why. Because as we all get older, as we look at our graying hair, or whiting hair in my case, you know, as we get older... We are, we are more vulnerable to being taken advantage of. We are weaker, which means we're more vulnerable being taken advantage of. And we are at a greater threat of being abused by the government and being discarded and not being treated because we don't matter as much because we, we're not in the prime of our life, etc. blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really chilling when you really, really think about it. And we do know that during the Messianic age that there's going to be 144,000 Jews. So the Jews aren't going to be completely wiped out. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, and of course Jesus is going to reign anyway. But the point is that the history that's being taught to our kids and that's being, you know, fed through the media, the pablum, the lies and all that. And you have, you have people who are so gullible that they're believing it and they're they're like yeah and i'm like do you even know what you're even talking about this is like nah. there's children that wear communist 
figures on their t-shirts thinking that they're super cool. I'm like, you don't, you don't get communism. And you know, what's interesting is God always places different people in my life. I don't care where I'm at. I meet, I meet some of the coolest people, um, you know, who've been persecuted for their faith or they fled other countries where there's communism and there's, you know, Islamic domination or whatever, where they're persecuted. They're coming to America to get free so that they don't have to live under that oppression. And yet in America, we have a largely sleepy saints, like who don't care. I mean, really. And I hate to say it because I do hate to say it. I hate to say it, but it's true. Um, but there is a remnant. So I, I get, I get encouraged by that. Just so you know. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. We got a couple minutes left. I want to tell you May day is coming up. That's May 1st which is also known as Law Day. So if you guys get a piece of paper and a pencil or something, um, I want to tell you one thing Legal Shield is doing. I did a little uh, Periscope about this earlier today, but you weren't all on that, so I'm going to tell you again. Uh, one thing Legal Shield, my company, is doing in order to offer our service and to show people the power of the ability to call an attorney is on May 1st. We, we have a phone number that you can call and you can ask an attorney your question for free. You don't have to pay anything, which is super cool. So the phone number for that is 877-511-7886. And I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to um, hold this up to the camera and you can take a screenshot of this. I'll hold it up for like a short time. That way you can go ahead and you can Hopefully you can see this. So Legal Shield is happy to give you the opportunity to use our legal services for free on Law Day 2019, May 1st. Call 877-511-7886. That's what it says, um, you know, and you can do that. And I actually encourage you to because when you see how Legal Shield works and you, you, you get the great service you're going to get from the attorneys that you're talking to, um, you're going to want to sign up for the services, which is um, $24.95 a month for our legal plan. All right. We also have small business plans that start at $39 a month um, and a home business supplement, which you have to have Legal Shield for in order to get um, the home business supplement. But that that's $9.95 a month, so $9.95 a month. Okay. So put this on your calendar, save up your legal questions. In fact, I had one of my friends from Pickleball actually contact me right after I did my live stream over on uh, Facebook about it. And she had a question and I said, well, you know, here's the thing. You can call them up or become a member today and then you can call them up today. Um, all that. It's a good thing. And speaking of Pickleball, Pickleball Faith is coming soon to you. So what I need to know is... Um, I am trying to get a count or at least an approximate count because I'm going to start doing a pre-orders for the book, which is a relationship book. That's what it's about. It's not just about pickleball. It's about how God has taught me through things through pickleball, but there are lessons that appeal to everybody and apply to everybody. If you're human, if you're not, then, you know, you don't have to worry about it. But if you're human, you might like the book. So I am interested in, uh, you know, just send me a message if you're interested in getting a copy. That way I have an idea because I'm planning on getting the books printed up. And I'm waiting for Jay to finish my final cover, which is going to be super cool. Um, some of you saw the um, the first kind of run-in cover. It's not the final draft, though. There's going to be... It's going to be cool. Just saying it's going to be even cooler. So 
Yeah, there you go. Okay. And there, I think Bob came in and left. <laughs> and Sean thinks he's human. Well, that's good. All right, good. All right, Bearface, do you have any um, final comments? <laughs> no, I, I don't, so. You sure? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, just <sighs> a, please forgive my interruptions. Um, yeah, but. Hey, I have to tell you, Randall is a video guy. So if you guys know anybody who needs like an explainer video done uh, or any type of video with music or anything like that, think about Bareface and recommending him because we really need the money. ChapelHillMedia.com is his website. That's ChapelHillMedia.com. Hold on, if I hurry. All right, can you, do you have RandallKHarp.com or RandallHarp.com? I have RandallKHarp.com. But that, um, is that just, your devotion page? That just forwards to... Um, ChapelHillMedia.com? Yeah. Well, yeah, so go to RandallsName.com. Yeah, or I could do that. And me and Jennifer... I could put that up. We will be announcing our new name soon for our program that we're going to be doing too there yeah chapel that looks nice yeah thank you yeah so you guys take a screenshot of that if you want and then you can if you know anybody you know a company you know anybody who needs any video type work done uh randall does that i know we don't talk a lot about it but he does this is his other uh thing yeah bareface.com that's good you should get <laughs> i should you should there get bareface.com that would be great yeah. i'm gonna see if it's taken yet bareface.com be interesting to see what sort of site it is. Uh, it looks like bareface.com is for sale. Quick, people! For sale. It's for sale. It means somebody else has it. Really? Um, How yeah. did somebody get bareface.com? Just the same way anybody purchases a <laughs> domain name. Uh, well, uh, Jennifer and me have... Um, our new URL up that we're going to be talking about later. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Um, you guys, thank you for your um, your prayers. We need them, actually. And um, thank you for supporting us. Uh, I did do a will workshop last night. I'm going to be posting that in my Legal Shield members group so you guys can watch it, those of you who are members and in that group. Don't forget, also, there is a Daily Disciples Facebook group. You guys can join that as well. I try to post the news articles I talk about on the show in that group. That way you can see them and don't have to hunt all over the place for them because our page is, you know, kind of spike, gets spiked. And for some reason, I can't, I, for, what, for some reason, Facebook is not even letting me share my own post to my own profile, which I don't get. So it's like... I feel like every turn we try to make on social media, it's like being blocked. It's irritating as heck. But it is what it is, people. So it's not going to deter me, though, from being, you know, who I am and presenting the gospel message the way that I do. So as I always end every show, I'm just going to say be bold, people, because you have to be if you're going to get heard. Stand up, even if you're short like me, and go with God because he loves you. He really does. And that's really ultimately the most important thing in life. So never forget that.